episode number 337. And you'll see this very frequently. 200,000 or per month agencies, they come to us and they're like, oh man, we have 50 people, but we need to get a 70 because clients are coming in or clients are not coming in. We have all these people we need to pay, right? There's basically problems that are recurring for almost every agency, either one or the other. That's how it usually goes. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is fired up, ready to bring you some fuego in your day, in your morning, weeks, whenever you're listening to this podcast. But after this show, I think you're going to think bigger for your agency, for your business, because there are ways to grow and scale that some of us aren't even thinking about today. But my man, Alexander Vitkin, has the strategy. Mr. Alexander, are you ready to be real? Yes, I am. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, folks, just a little more information about Alexander. Uh, he's helping tech, creative, and marketing agency owners really grow and scale up whether you're starting whether you're in the big you know a big business at any point in the agency process even with 2020 real important to scale grow uh getting obviously multiple millions of dollars of valuation but at the end of the day let's just be real more customers in the pipeline more more business more action so that you can grow as an agency um, and, and sometimes the, the truth is, Alexander, I think, is that we get caught up in the minutia of the work that we forget about the development of the new stuff, you know? And so you help people do that with your business, businessmentor.com. Um, and, and so tell me a little bit about your story and kind of what was your passion? Did you always have the passion for kind of training and, 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 uh, and coaching or where, how did this come from? Where did this come from? First of all, thank you very much for having me on here, Travis. Um, I can tell you that I most certainly did not have a passion for coaching. I did not start off with a passion for coaching at all. In fact, I thought I would never get into coaching, no matter what. That's what I thought until a certain thing happened. But let's maybe start with the beginning. Like, how far do you want me to go back here? All yeah, the way did, 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 were, you always in, or, yeah, were you always into business as a kid? Like, did you always uh, enjoy business? Always enjoyed business, not really, but at the age of 16, we sold some stuff on eBay with my brother. Then I took a long break because I went to you know college, whatever. But after college, I said, there's no way in hell that I'm going to get a job after this. I'm going to start a business. And I studied in business school and I thought, oh, I have all this business knowledge, right? And then you get into the real world and everyone just like, you don't know anything. You're like in your early 20s. You have no freaking clue. I don't care which degree you have. And you're <laughs> so going to get zero, zero dollars from me. That's basically how everyone behaved once I got out of school and into the real world trying to do business. And this lasted for two years. I was trying to cold call companies, cold call realtors, trying to sell them things like websites gotcha. and explainer videos back then. This is like 2008. Right. But that was Nothing popular. Really that was very worked. popular yeah. at that time. At that time, it was very important. Yes, it's still it still is. It's just the techniques that we used back then were very very old. Like we were, I was opening the yellow pages 
and trying to find companies with like a bad website and the, a bad website back then was a website from the 90s okay it was right you can't even imagine it's like one of those jackets you get in retro shops you know that's what websites used to look like when they were bad yeah so it was like paint yeah. on the wall or something you just made it in like a little uh you know on your on your phone on your phone or something and put it up on the internet okay cool man let's go let's go uh, it, it, let's be real guys, a lot different than what the internet of today can do. And also obviously social and so many different ways that you can reach out to people and nurture connections. Uh, but for you now in the business, you're really helping, especially aligning with agencies, uh, because obviously they have customers and, and usually lots of customers and they're, they're trying to grow. Uh, some are growing faster than others. What is some of their biggest concerns right now, Mr. Alexander? What are, what are some of the, the things that they're, they're really having issues with? The issues they currently have is they don't know how to hire effectively because you need to hire at a rate where you can still make a profit. And by the way, just to finish off the previous story, um, my business history is not just two years of failure. After that, I had many years of success and then eventually I started a YouTube channel which evolved into coaching, which I kind of got pushed into just the audience, just like teach us, teach us, teach us. And at a certain point, I just had to do it. Right. They just kind of forced my hand. I'm a marketer, so I have to follow where the market goes. Right. So back then, because we're talking about the needs now, but back then the needs were teach me the basics. And certainly I knew the basics at that point, but as um, what I'm doing, which is teaching people in a mastermind format in a group, learning gotcha. format essentially gotcha. as that grew the agencies grew and now what they really want is primarily lead generation then also hiring automation and uh, sales processes right because mm -hmm. a lot of agencies struggle with the basics still even at a large scale they still struggle with the basics and you'll see this very frequently two hundred thousand dollars per month agencies they come to us and they're like oh man we have 50 people, but we need to get a 70 because clients are coming in or clients are not coming in. We have all these people we need to pay, right? There's basically problems that are recurring for almost every agency, either one or the other. That's so how true. it usually goes. So true. Yeah, I mean, because that's in the business of advertising, guys, in case you didn't know. Business comes and goes. I mean, sometimes you have long-term clients that stick with the agency forever. But I remember working in the ABC television days and, uh, you know, McDonald's was one of my biggest customers. They would go from Morocco to the other agency and then back to this one. And it's just kind of the nature of the beast in the advertising world, you know. Um, I, I think that's the, the thing that, that's very important to always keep thinking forward, but also keep your customers happy because in a lot of cases, you keep them the whole time, you know. And so it's kind of that combination of keeping them happy because you don't want to necessarily, you know, turn on the business you have, right? But you want to at some point, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep the, the funnel full because uh, let's be real, in 2020, some business categories got completely closed, Alexander, as you know. I mean, completely mm -hmm. closed. And that would have affected the agency dramatically if you were positioned only in that industry, right? Like if you were only mm -hmm. in concerts and entertainment <laughs> and that was all you did oh boy oh boy uh that would have been rough you know it, it might, might you might not have recovered um and, and then obviously like i said some agencies didn't get hurt at all because their clients didn't weren't even positioned at all in any of those industries and i've seen everything kind of in between but um keeping that funnel full uh in the lead generation i think is something that they all we all kind of need to learn more about and 
What is something you're seeing right now in 2021 that is having success for these agencies? Something, a little tidbit that you can leave our, uh, you know, listeners with so that they can even maybe draw into some more of your, uh, your content. Look, lead generation is not a matter of going after the same old leads forever, right? Markets change all the time. Last year, it was just rapid change. As such, you need to follow what the market currently wants. And what they want is that people want to sit at home and buy. Got As you. such, e-com is huge. We saw 40% growth with agencies that cater to e-com businesses, for example. It depends what you sell, of course, but most of the agencies that I work with in the marketing industry, they do media buying. So that would be Google Ads, Facebook Ads, stuff like that, SEO. Absolutely. So e-com is huge. Also, um, a lot of... Um, marketing agencies have started offering email marketing as an additional service because they lost some clients and as such they needed to compensate by adding new services to the roster essentially absolutely now if you want very specific exact lead generation ideas here's one okay i speak to agencies every day and people look down on freelancing platforms they just say oh this is where so and so goes to get people from this country at Fiverr, this particular rate. Any of these platforms, right? Any of these platforms that are like, uh, you know, the freelancers, right? Fiverr, Upwork. Uh, yes. And, and people, and people hate, they, they love hating these platforms. But let me tell you, I work with some agencies that are doing fifty to $70,000 just from one of these platforms alone. And they usually run multiple platforms. And then there's LinkedIn. I mean, honestly, anyone who's sub- 50 60k per month should be on upwork i don't care what your price point is if you charge even a hundred thousand dollars you can be on upwork right if, if you if you run a tech agency for example and you charge 100k for custom projects right. even then you should be on upwork it's a nine billion dollar platform right now wow. and it may surprise people but fiverr incredible. is a bigger platform yeah it fiverr is baby is a bigger platform it's been a great and investment too, guys. It's been a great one. That's been an incredible investment. Oh, you're on Fiverr? Yes. When it IPO'd, I got the chance to buy it as a, a public ah, investor. Okay. And uh, even since the public offering, it has been an incredible run. It has some little drawbacks because, uh, you know, that's what things do when they go up. But uh, an incredible company because I've used it as well for 12 years or 10 years Uh to help some of the sub, uh, tasks that we have in our business that we don't need full-time people for, you know? And, and uh, so you think if you were an agency, you need to be putting together some services and packages on Fiverr. Absolutely. Now, people don't believe me because they think Fiverr is this tiny little thing where you go to buy things for $5. That was maybe 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. You could get $10,000 sales on the platform now. They're actually, they've um, not copied, but let's say politely imitated a lot of the features of Upwork yeah. to attract the same type of clientele to their website. And it works really well. You can get giant contracts on there. Perhaps you'll want to have a, a smaller project as the front end on Fiverr Pro, and then you upsell a custom project for whatever your fee is. Gotcha. So, and and the, the rules are a lot more flexible on Fiverr. It does take a while, though. It's a multi-month time and money investment. 
because someone needs to sit there and respond constantly to all the private messages and whatever. Yes. So it's a multi-month investment to get it going. Upwork is a little bit faster because you get an Upwork and almost immediately, especially if you're in the United States, you get leads. So Upwork tends to be more advanced with regards to getting those serious contracts a little bit easier to work with. But long-term, uh, Fiverr is at least as good and they're improving every year. They're, they've surpassed Upwork in a way. So it's better to have, be on both, guys. Uh, come up with some of your top service packages and, and develop uh, you know, some campaigns on there. Like you said, that you can, you can put together in a, a simple format. And then obviously, you can always upsell them in a custom offer, you know, apply now to you know, uh, you know, get this custom detailed proposal, et cetera, et cetera, strategy. Uh, ha- because basically, that's what the proposal process is. Let's just be real. I mean, that's what someone usually does. They send it on your website. Or you have a phone call with them. They're saying, hey, T-Huff, I need you to do X, Y, Z and fill in the gaps here and there. And then you tell them, hey, we can do that. Plus, we can do this and this and this. And then I got you a plan. Here you go. You know, and so, but this is that scale, like you're saying, because this is, uh, people are looking for these services, guys. Agencies, marketing services, are businesses are looking for these platforms and they are skipping going directly to the agency because they know that they've gotten screwed uh, too many times <coughs> uh, on $50,000 logos that you can get on Fiverr for maybe 500 bucks mm-hmm. or like a good logo uh, for like a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? And uh, there, there's, there's a catch. What's the catch? Let's go. Let's go, guys. There's always a catch. All right. <laughs> so the, the catch, how, how do I, this is a public recording. So how do I put this politely? So the platform is good if you don't compete with the cheap offerings. If you try to compete with the cheap offerings, you're competing for the buyers of cheap offerings, yeah. right? That's who you're competing for, right? Right. So there's definitely a, a wrong way of using Fiverr or Upwork, and there's a right way of using it. Got you. So stay a right premium. way would involve a lot of... Hmm? Stay premium with your services specifically. Like don't, don't compete to like the bottom, like $5 social media campaigns or something. Exactly, exactly. You can really, if you build enough proof and you've built good sales copy on there, you can achieve a lot more than if you go look at cheap offers and try to price competitively and do all that kind of stuff. You actually don't need to do that on these platforms. You don't need to price competitively because you can go for the top 20 or top 7 or 8% of buyers who have big budgets. And everyone else, you disqualify before you even talk to them, right? Essentially, you get people on sales calls, but before they get on sales calls, just ask them a question. Are you going to spend this much? But ask it in a clever way. Don't just ask what your budget is, what their budget is. Like, ask it in an indirect way. So if, let's say, if someone you trust and you're working with would recommend that you need to spend $1,000 on a funnel and they have a track record of making the funnel work, would you do this, right? It's not like, are you going to give us $1,000? It's You need to be a little savvy to get the real answer without pissing people off and without scaring off half of them. You know what I mean? Got you. So that's another big point too. And I think that's uh, the, the outreach. Once someone reaches out to you, how you reach back out to them is a really key ingredient in closing sales. Because I think I hear it all the time. Oh, we're getting leads. We're getting this, but no one's closing. What, what the hell is going on? Are you guys, are you not reaching out to them? Are you, what are you doing? Are you sending them a template message with a, with a PDF link and this and that? And you know, they could just look copy and pasted. 
are you asking them a question? I think that's the best one. It's like you're saying, it's kind of an informative question. If Fred spent a thousand dollars on a great funnel and it's working for him, would you consider spending the same for your funnel? No. All right. Well, have a great day. <laughs> right. I mean, in a certain way, having that conversation, because if you just put, Hey, it's a thousand bucks that instantly turns off, like you said, 50% of the people, because it just feels like you don't care. Uh, you know, and some, some, let's just be real. Some of these people we need to like say no to, I think that's the big thing in the advertising business. You, you hear quite often is God, I just, I should have never said yes to this deal. I mean, I hear it time and time again. With with advertising specifically, in in my opinion, based on data, you should say no to people who don't run a good business. Even if they have money, just say no if they don't have a good business because you're going to be essentially a business partner. Maybe you're not going to get equity, but they're going to be paying you to make their business work better. And if it's not running well, you're making something that isn't, that doesn't work, you're trying to make it work better. And it's very difficult to fix a bad business. Very, very hard. And they're going to put it all on you. Hey, it didn't work, T-Huff. Well, your business didn't work. I was saying you leads, your sales guy didn't call any of them or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly. if in marketing, you bring the horse to the freaking trough, but he doesn't drink because you didn't put water in it, that is your problem. And so you're absolutely right. I think that's a good point. It's just like, for us agencies out there, be more picky, guys. I think it'll make you actually even better deals in the future. And I'll, let's just be real. You won't ever have to be that regret. We're like, ah, shit, I should have never accepted this opportunity. You know, um, I just hear it time and time again, just basically like people basically saying, yeah, hey, I wanted to help them. But then it's just like they asked me to do all this work and all this unbilled hours and all this stuff came with it. And you just hear it time and time again. I'm dealing with one right now with a bigger project in a bigger agency, but they took the deal. And then all of a sudden this client is just wanting 50 times more things than they promised, you know, and it's just the, they're not signing credit applications and it's just, Oh my God. Like, it's just interesting how that dynamic works in this business. Um, but dude, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, working on lead generation, working on who you're hiring, working on the automation and the processes you have in the business. And then also the last thing, like we just talked about, the sales process, how does that look when a lead comes in from either the agency or to the business that you're, that you're representing as an agency owner um, so that all your hard work isn't just wasted? You know, it's like, oh, shit, the, we had 5,000 leads. No one followed up. Okay. Uh, this marketing campaign isn't going to work if that happens, right? It's like, I think that's just the piece that a lot of agencies don't have even the time to do. The piece of, you mean creating good sales material to convert leads properly? Educating their customer about how to to close their own leads. Like, like. Oh, educating the customer about their own leads. Yeah, like, so like you get all this leads of these people, you get all this marketing traffic, you got got you on TV. For lead gen, you should audit their sales process in CRM because you're going to have to get access to that. Otherwise they can say, oh, but I didn't get any leads. Well, Go look at it. Always have access to it. Always look at this, uh, at least partial access to the CRM. That's what they Got need to you. give you. Good right? point. So you need to audit, audit the CRM, audit their sales process, and have them pay you for it because you're going to give them feedback. You're going right. to give them an audit report on their funnel, What's essentially. Going on with it? Right. 
because this is a lead generation funnel. So this is an audit for their funnel and this costs money yes. and this should be not very cheap. It should be two and a half thousand dollars, something like that. And they get a lot out of it. You could give them a new script, for example, Got you. as a bonus. Got and you. then uh, they agree to the audit for two and a half thousand dollars and then they get a script as a bonus for free. So they're going to be happy even if the audit doesn't give them a lot of new stuff. You see? Got some. And actual, it should. I mean, actual... you, you, even if you mess up, but you shouldn't mess up. Let me say it that way. Sorry? Yeah. Well, I think that's a good point. I think it's just a good point because so many times in marketing agencies, we focus on getting you leads, getting you traffic, awareness. You know, it's always been reaching frequency, all these different things we've talked about for 12 years, 15 years I've been in the business now. Uh at the end of the day, it's, Hey, just what you said. It's like, if you're, if we, if I don't have access to your sales process to see who these leads are, what they're doing, what you're doing with them, et cetera, who knows? And, uh, I think it's a good point. What you said, get access guys, uh, agency owners to your client CRM so that you can provide these value tips. And, uh, like you said, audit provides maybe strategies and some actual scripts, some actual documents that the team can follow up on. And, and, uh, and make it work better. I think I love it, dude. I, I actually love that idea. Getting access to client CRM. I think that's untold uh, about agencies. I'm gonna have to bring that on some of my agency's owners. I think that that's a, just a good point. Uh, but now my man, we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. Let's go. Apple or Android? Apple. Apple, Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. YouTube, Instagram or Facebook? Well, I don't use Instagram, so it Got has you. to be Facebook. Facebook. Or do you have another fa- uh, social fa- uh, favorite social platform? I only use social platforms for work, essentially. I'm right. also on LinkedIn for lead generation. Got so you. I'm, I'm only, only on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and it's all work, like no social stuff. Right. Very smart. I like that. Keep that separation. Chicken or steak if you're thinking about a good meal? Steak. Steak. Uh, laptop or smartphone? Mm, that's a tricky one. That is a tricky um, one. Depends on how much work we got to do. Kind of, <laughs> these days, kind of a smartphone, but that's because I have a desktop for work. Nice. Got you. Spotify or Pandora if you're thinking about music or podcasts? Well... Mm. Or do they have another different music platform uh, in Europe or in Canada? No, they have all of, we have all of this. It's, it's, it's just a matter of, uh, I, I go on YouTube actually. YouTube. Oh, YouTube music. Got you. Love YouTube music. <laughs> Movies or video games. If you think about when you're relaxing, something else to escape or do something different. Movies. Movies. Love it. Reading books or listening to books. Listening at 3x speed. Oh, shit. Tom Bilyeu, what's up, bro? Tom Bilyeu's got a competitor, my dude, from Impact Theory, the founder of Quest Nutrition. Uh, interviewed him a few years ago, guys, and uh, I remember him saying, this is the hack, G-Huff, Audible, 3x. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> at some point, yes. you just kind of get used to it. It's crazy how you kind of just get used to the speed of the words, and you can kind of uh, – I know that there's there's been a few that I've had to slow down. I've done two and a half X on some of them and two X on some of them just because it's like they talk already too fast. 
but a lot of them yep. draw out their words. They're talking very slow. And so you can, the three X just speeds it right up, baby. I like it. Get the books done quick. Uh, while you're working out, while you're yeah, hack, hack number two, hack number two. Oh, here it is. The books, the books you really love. Listen to them once at three X speed. Wait for two or three months. Listen to them again to the same book. Wait another two three months and listen to it again, and then you're gonna retain a lot. It's gonna it's gonna be good because you're gonna connect the things that you like in the book. You're gonna connect it to all these things you're doing, like working out, going to the shop. Whenever you listen to books, you're gonna have all these reference experiences, and it really sticks in your brain, basically. I think that's key. The repetition of a, of a book you really like, like you said, some books we just hey, we read it, we're done. But a book you really like, it sticks to your soul. You got to keep rereading. I got to re- keep reading. Strong father, strong daughter, because I got a strong little girl. I got to keep her resilient. It's a, it's a very very good book. Uh, stocks or real estate? If you're thinking about investments, stocks. Stocks. Get that liquid, liquid stocks. Uh, Shopify, one of my favorite stocks, man. Shopify. Oceans or lakes? If you're thinking about a vacation, let's go. You deserve it. It's it's going to be oceans. Oceans. What ocean do you want to go to? If you could hop on a plane right now and just get out, let's go. Pacific, and it, it'll be Hawaii. Hawaii. Woo! Only six hours from Vancouver, so it's not a big deal. Absolutely, it's only six hours. That's awesome. It is. I mean, because that's what it is about for the West Coast. That makes about sense. Yeah, six hours. You guys are just right above like the Seattle area, right? Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's a beautiful. Do they fly Alaskan or which one do they fly directly in there? Or is it Canadian? Oh. Okay, got you. Well, you deserve it, dude. Honolulu is calling your name, my man. You deserve it. You work hard. And uh, with 2020, we all deserve a little vacay, I always say. So when you're waking up in the morning, my man, you're getting yourself ready for your day. Why? Do you love being you? I love being me in the morning because when I wake up, there's always good news from clients. Very rarely bad news, which I've worked very long time to make that happen. Right. And uh, I have a lot of freedom where I can create my day in any way that I see fit on a daily basis. So if I want to take a day off, I can just do it any day. I, if I want to take five days off, I don't really do that, by the way. I don't want to do that. Right. But if I wanted to, I could. And, and that gives me a sense of freedom. That's very, very important for me. So powerful. For those that are listening that aren't entrepreneurs, I would say that's the most beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is the control of your time. You get to control time, which is, it's, it's a fleeting thing, guys. You can't go back. Just remember. Uh, do you think you'll ever retire from the game of entrepreneurship, coaching, running businesses? Entrepreneurship? No, I'm gonna do entrepreneurship forever. Yes, I mean, you know, as as long as I can, as long as you got the mind, as long as you got the mind, forever. Right. Exactly. Um, coaching probably gonna go more in thick. Yeah, because it's a lot more in t- but, uh, involvement of your times physically, right? Like they want to see you; they don't want to see someone else. No, I work. I I work with seventeen other mentors got you got you got you I, I, I'm, I'm not primarily a coach actually got you got you got you, got you. yeah so i was to say coaching that's that that is it's an interesting thing because it, it involves your time now if you can coach people online at scale uh using videos and things like that but i know that's one thing that a lot of people that i know that are doing high level coaching 
um, it just a burn of your time. It's like, uh, they want me, you know, they want Tony Robbins or they want whoever that person is. And, uh, it's hard to replicate that. And they're not going to pay for some cop copy and pasted video that someone else could get, you know? So it's kind of one of those fine line things of the value of your time. Um, but dude, you have an incredible business. I love what you're doing. Uh, do you have a routine to start your day? Is there something you do like in your day to get going? Pre-corona, that would be going to the gym. Yes. Now it's a double espresso. Yeah, <laughs> get that fire. Just work. Yeah. I, I like, now I, I it's, not, it's not the best habit, okay? Let's be honest here. A double espresso instead of going to the gym in the morning. But I like to wake up, get a double espresso, and get the most difficult part of my work done in the morning. Love that. Like the thing that I will not want to do in the afternoon, I just get it done immediately. And then the rest of the day is a breeze, basically. It's Whatever happens is fine. He's giving you guys the best strategy to life. Like no matter if it's in your personal life or in business, getting the most difficult thing done first and you know, and then it's like the day is a breeze whatever that is, you know, cause a lot of times it's doing the laundry or whatever it is in your, you know, your personal life, there's these tasks you avoid, but you get that done first. Everything in the day is that much better, uh, especially in business because you know, sometimes those are the looming tasks, uh, as entrepreneurs getting taxes done or getting something done. That's just an extra task involved that, uh, if you get it done today, baby, it feels good. It feels good. I like that. Do you have a favorite app or a tool on your phone that you enjoy using to uh, to run the biz? I use just the basics on my phone. By the way, with with the morning routine, mm -hmm. the gym thing in the morning is the healthiest, best thing I've ever done. Bro, it's just I, very difficult to do that now. I'm missing it too, man. I'm missing it too, man. I have a TRX thing hanging from one of my doors here. You know what? I don't know. If oh yeah, know yeah, absolutely. Is, but I love those things—the little band, the bands, and stuff like that. The TRX bands. Yeah, it doesn't replace a whole gym, though. Uh, no way. It, it's okay. It's, it's maintenance. Okay. I say it's, it's maintenance. Workable. We're in maintenance mode right now. We're not in the we're not in the beast mode yet, but uh, we'll get back to the gyms, man. I, I I know. So, as for the phone apps, right? I only use the basic. I actually have nothing fancy. I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing, though. I know that people listening to this, a lot of them are running PR firms, marketing firms. And the best freaking tool that I've discovered this year is called conversion.ai, which Ooh, yes. you can use to write copy. You can write a book using it. And it's amazing. It's so good. It's based on the OpenAI API, right? So it's Elon Musk's company. Right. So... It is incredible. I work with several agencies now. They fired whole teams of copywriters because wow. the tool replaces a $35 an hour copywriter. Wow. Not $70 an hour, not $120 an hour, but the $35 an hour copywriter. Well, yeah, dude, that's, replaced with tool. that's huge to be able to have these kind of tools, guys. So conversion.ai. And we'll put that in the show notes too. I like that. I like that. It's a very tactical, useful tool, guys. If you could, Alexander, sit down with anyone in the world and chop it up for a steak dinner, who would you want to have dinner with tonight? One person, huh? One person. That's a tough one, man. We're coming to you too, it, man. It, It's going to be cliche. It's going to be so cliche. It's going to be Elon Musk. Elon, baby. He's just doing the most... He's just doing the most interesting thing. Like everyone, I think more more than half of all entrepreneurs would say Elon Musk at this point. And more it is than, cliche. 
I've interviewed 350 or so people, and I would say over probably over half or close to half are is that's the, the answer. So fascinating, oh, really? mind, right? Oh yeah. So just imagine 350 top entrepreneurs of all different sectors and minds, and that's the one that comes up next to some other big names. But a lot of it's the wifey or you know stuff like that. You kind of uh, the the unknowns and obviously book authors and Jesus Christ and stuff like that. But Elon Musk is the number one. I would say on my. Uh, hundreds of pages of documents that I take notes on every single show, man. So I got docs on you. Uh, uh, but yeah, Elon Musk, the Doge father, he's coming to SNL this weekend, guys. Uh, very exciting time. And also, uh, I would say the Einstein of our generation. And so I think he's going to go down in the, in the history books as someone that really helped our planet for the better, multi-planetary, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, and actually did it. He's not just talking about it, man. That's the fascinating thing is he's actually doing these things uh has there been a book that has changed your life or a book you either reread on the audible something you kind of keep at your heart yeah lots of them i have a whole list of this um tribal leadership Ooh, great it's so good people underestimate this book there is actually a book that i've read last year that's better uh let me just try to find it in my list here so it's um it's called Culture Code. Oh, yes. I Culture love that Code. book. It's, it's like a better version. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but it is kind of a better version of, tri- of tribal leadership. So Culture it Code. Te- it teaches you how to build the right culture in your business or community. For people around communities, it works. For people around companies, it works. For personal relationships, works. Ooh, so it's all part of life, guys. Culture code and tribal leadership. I love that. Uh, so, my man, we really, like I said, always appreciate all our guests. But I think you have a unique perspective, especially a lot of value here, folks. Uh, uh, where is your favorite place to people to find out? We talked about the businessmentor.com. Uh, where is also any other places for you to hang out? We plug the the LinkedIn, which I think I just uh, connected to you. Uh, any other places that we need to plug? Preferably the YouTube channel, because anyone listening to this, if you go to my YouTube channel, anything we just talked about with regards to the agency or basically generation hiring, I have a video on almost everything. You can love it. Figure out a whole business model just based on the videos. People regularly come to me with very little experience, prior experience, and they said, from your videos, I've closed a $4,000 sale, $1,000 sale, and a $500 sale. In the last two weeks, this happens all the time because I put bro. really good stuff on YouTube. You know, it's not like, hey, you want to find out more? You're going to have click to click here or, <laughs> or you get nothing. No, no, no. I give the good stuff on YouTube. I also have a program. Sure. Business better of course, of course. But that's usually after people already uh, hot sauce experience going. what it's like. Yeah. Working with our, with our processes. Right. So that that's what. So if, if, if anyone's going to go anywhere, I recommend. Going YouTube. To YouTube. So we'll put that in yeah. the show lo- uh, show notes, guys. You won't have to even worry about it. searching it. Just click the uh, description, and I will make sure that's in the show notes for you guys. Love that. And, and then for people who want to, for people who want to reach out to me personally, they can find my private profile, personal profile on Facebook. Yes. If anyone still uses Facebook. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Alexander. Uh, we'll put that as well in the show notes, guys, so you guys can find him. And uh, 
Brother, I think you're in the driver's seat, dude. Not only do you have a great mind, I know that anything you can you want to do, you can tackle. Uh, but honestly, your perspective is very real too. It's not, it's, it's not, these aren't things that, that anyone, anyone can do. These are things that everyone can do. So get it upward, put your stuff on Fiverr, uh, and, and look at his content on YouTube guys, because I always say the best, best creators, the best business minds in the world, the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world are giving out all their tips for free on their YouTube, on their content. They're not asking for money. They're just giving, giving, giving. And obviously, if you want to join the other things, that's obviously part of it. But, but uh, quite often, people like yourself are just putting out awesome content that, that provides the value, that actually gives actionable tips, dude. So thank you for your soul and energy, my man, for even doing that to the world and giving back, dude, your, your, your tips and tricks and, and, and things that people can tactically do because uh, we need more people like you, man, to inspire to provide that knowledge. And uh, I think like I always tell everyone, we're only in the first inning, baby. We got to keep on going, baby. We're just in the beginning of an even more incredible journey. Uh, And so I wish you a continued abundance in your life, my man. Folks, you've been hanging out with Alexander Vipkin and Travis Tutalenhuff. We want to thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The B-Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T-Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. Do you want to get featured on podcast, guys? You can be a guest. And that's right. You have a story and the people, uh, the good folks at I Love Podcasts. That's I-L-U-V podcasts.com. Do that every single day. This is a new company, guys, in the space of podcast agency. And they realize a lot of the people in the, the space are just, it's just a commodity. And it does, they don't care. And these folks care. And I literally love Kenny and the team at I Love Podcast, and they are doing it right for their customers. So you guys can be a guest on a show. I love podcast.com. That's I L U V podcast.com. Let's go.